Hey girlfriend, welcome to the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. This is your host, Chelsea Cowler. We will be talking all things health, fitness, life, and relationships. This podcast is for the woman wanting to find her happiest, healthiest, and most confident self without flipping her life upside down or sacrificing the things she loves most in order to do it. I am so excited to have you here. Now, lady, let's get to it. Hello, Damn Happy, Damn Healthy fam, and welcome to episode number 56 of the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. Today, we are blessed with the presence of therapist Ashley Mitchell, and I am so excited to bring her as a guest because she is someone who is creating a space and a community for women to thrive in their mental health. On today's episode, we talk about prioritizing our mental health in times of uncertainty. We dive into the mental health stigma. We talk about coping mechanisms. We talk about simple ways to seek support and self-help. And I just can't wait for you guys to dive into this episode as we normalize feelings of anxiety, feelings of depression, feelings of discomfort when it comes to our mental wellness and come up with ways to where we can feel better about making this a topic to discuss and making this a topic that we feel comfortable bringing up to our loved ones, bringing up to our friends, or just seeking support with. So as you guys dive into today's episode, be sure that you just soak in this moment and soak in this opportunity to listen to someone who has so many good things to say. Let's go ahead and dive on in to talk with Ashley. Hello, you guys. Welcome to episode number 56 of the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. I am so excited to be here with Ashley Mitchell. She is someone who is a business coaching client of mine, but that I've gotten to know over the last several months. And I have just loved getting to know her, getting to know what she does and how she helps women. So Ashley, thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you. Why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Well, yeah. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I am super excited to be here and just share kind of what I've been working on and the topic we talked about and so and have some fun today but I originally like you said started working with you kind of building out a membership that I'm working on based around women's wellness and mental health I am a mental health therapist by trade so just really growing my services and how I can help women be the best versions of themselves and bringing that to a bigger audience through my membership. So that's what I've been working on and doing. Oh, yes. I can't wait to talk more about how you help women because that's going to be huge. And I can't wait to talk about the mental health just like topic in general. What like originally sparked your interest? Like what got you into this world of mental health and wellness and sparked your interest as like to like take that on as a career path? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like way back, taking me way back. Um, I went to college and I got a psychology degree, didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. Um, wasn't sure. So I graduated and I managed a group home for a while, which was really fun, but it wasn't what I wanted to do forever. So I was like, okay, I need to go back to school, mm-hmm. get a master's degree. I did that, got my license to be a therapist and went through all the hoops and steps of doing that. Mm-hmm. And originally started working with families and kids. And I was working with kids and families families a lot. I really enjoyed working with little kids, but I found myself always coming back to supporting the parents Mm -hmm. and in particular the mom a lot of times because 
the moms just happen to be the ones that bring kids in a lot of the time. Not all the time, of course, but yeah. So doing a lot of work with moms, dads, parenting, coaching, um, and that kind of evolved to really focusing in and finding how much I love helping women, mm-hmm. how much I love helping them like step into their true self and finding confidence and like actually loving themselves and finding joy yeah. in all the roles they have. So that's how it evolved, mm-hmm. I guess. Oh, I love it. And Ashley and I, and I'm going to have to, I need to remember to like preface a lot of what I say, because we've had so many conversations about this. Um, So we've had so many conversations just about mental health and mental wellness and how like we can be struggling with something in our mental health and wellness and not necessarily need like a diagnosis. And so I love that you kind of approach it from that standpoint and say like, and I'm just going to dive into like the first thing because I I want to make sure that what I'm saying, I don't want to say something that could trigger something. And I know you can like correct my words if I say something wrong, but specifically like the mental health stigma. And I think just the whole idea that like we can all have like mental health and wellness stuff going on without being like provided some sort of label. But then also the idea of being labeled with some sort of disease in regard to mental health and wellness doesn't necessarily like doesn't mean like you're a crazy person or you're alone or those kinds of things. So if we could like jump into that, I love how you've kind of explained that to me in the past. And I think that that would be really helpful to our listeners. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, we've had a lot of conversations about this and, you know, that's really why I started the membership and why I started kind of doing more of what I'm doing. I was running into clients all the time that, you know, had concerns about getting mental health diagnosis. Like, what did that mean? Why were they getting that? And really, it's just, it's just a bunch of symptoms. You know, if you have enough, you qualify for a mental health diagnosis. And they really, I like to look at each particular person and how those things are affecting you, the anxiety symptoms, the depression symptoms, stuff like that. And Mm so, you know, but for insurance, you have to use them. And then I was running into women who didn't have insurance or their deductibles were, through the roof and to get services, they would have had to pay an arm and a leg and they just couldn't afford it. And there was just so many reasons that people were avoiding those mental health diagnoses and not wanting to dive fully into therapy and what that looked like. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that is really what kind of this was built out of is being able to reach more women. Cause like you said earlier, we all deal with this stuff. You know, we all deal with forms of anxiety or symptoms of anxiety, you know, depending on different stages and situations in our lives. A lot of people deal with depression symptoms. It doesn't mean you have anxiety or depression. It means that you hit a bump in the road or you're struggling with something and everyone deals with that stuff depending on their season. And so really kind of that goal to normalize those symptoms so women don't have to feel like they have to do everything all by themselves. Yeah, and and like you said, that fear around what that means to receive a diagnosis like that or how that could change their life or how that could change someone else's opinion of them and just like that stigma or stigma or fear or feeling of aloneness like around that. Um I personally just like from personal experience have went through bouts of just like extreme anxiety. And it's really one of those things that until you tackle it or till you come to terms with it or until you recognize it or publicly say something about it. And I don't mean publicly in a sense like blasting it out to social media. I more so mean like 
tell a friend <laughs> like, hey, I have these feelings or tell a therapist or tell your mom or tell your sister. Like until you do that, you don't really know and recognize that like so many people could be going through something similar. I mean, everybody's story is different, but I think one really crazy thing to think about is that pretty much everyone has some level of these signs and symptoms. It's just I mean, of course, some are more significant and some are more at a further stage or different because we're all different and we all have different lives, but we're all kind of going through it. And for me, until I like said something or recognized it personally or like was able to, for lack of a better word, like admit it personally, I wasn't really aware how many other women in my life were going through similar things, which is crazy. Yeah. And I really like, I always, it's not my phrase, it's Brene Brown's, but she uses the phrase mm-hmm. shame gremlins. And it's, you know, the whole premise behind that phrase and the way how she uses it is based off the movie, movie gremlins. Like you might not be old <laughs> enough. Uh, I don't know the movie. Many people that are listening are, um, look it up. Like it's, it's kind of a creepy, uh-huh. weird movie, but there is these little like cute, ish characters in the movie and when light hit them they like poofed into dust Mm -hmm. right and so she uses that where it's like if you speak your shame if you talk about these things that you're you know piling inside of you and you're embarrassed to talk about these anxieties these depression symptoms these feelings of not enough all of that stuff like they're not as big as you make them out to be in your head. And they kind of, you know, they don't poof up, obviously, like the gremlins into us, but they feel a lot more manageable when you speak them and when you talk about them to, like you said, not the world, it doesn't need to be the world, but support people you can be vulnerable with and you can talk to and know you can get love and support from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, For sure. And especially right now, we've also had a ton of conversations about the current events in the world and just everything that's going on as far as like, I mean, gosh, you could name a thousand things, but COVID and election time and kids going back to school and, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. I think that so many of us might be experiencing, at least I know, like there have been levels of like, maybe like my anxiety is heightened because of COVID. Like that would be the biggest piece for me. Like my anxiety is heightened because I'm going out to the grocery store and I have fear. And I guess by this episode, people will know that I'm pregnant. So I can I can say that. That level of anxiety, like now that I'm pregnant and not only thinking about myself, but thinking about my baby, I'm also like, okay, well now I feel like I have even more anxiety because I'm trying to be even that much more cautious. So For me, you guys, like I'm saying, like these feelings are coming up. Maybe for someone else listening, it's their kids going back to school and fear around that. Or maybe it's stress around their job because things have changed since COVID has become a part of our day-to-day lives. So with all of this coming up right now, what are ways in which that you can like talk to women and like help them feel safe shedding these feelings without feeling like they're, I guess I don't know the best way to say it, but like without feeling like they're the outcast or like they're crazy or like they're alone. Yeah. And you know, just to normalize that a little bit first, like the amount of new clients that I have gotten in the last, I mean, just month even that have come Mm -hmm. to me and been like, well, you know, like before all of this, you know, I like the COVID, the school thing, the election stuff, the, the movements, like all of that stuff. Like I was just holding it together. Like I was barely hanging on. And then I got like set over the edge is kind of the phrase people keep using. Mm -hmm. And it really is like, 
you know, a lot of people feel that way. Like I, I got this, I can manage it. And we feel like we're juggling a whole bunch of different things. And then all of a sudden it's like all this other stuff was thrown on us or maybe, you know, one huge thing was thrown on us and we're trying to manage all that. And it's like, I need something more. Like, I feel like I can't yeah. manage. Like, I feel like I'm being stretched so thin that like, I'm going to drop the balls. What is this going to look like? And that like, what if that pending doom yeah. of dropping those balls? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is really just, you know, knowing that all those feelings are valid, all the things, all the feelings. And I really yeah. talk about, um, there's a children's book and I don't remember the actual title, but it's like, you can't go over it. You can't go around it. You got to go through it. Yeah. <laughs> and I always like think about that. Um, I should really look up that book. That'd be a fun one. For uh-huh. fun. But I always think about that when I think about emotions, you can't avoid them. Plenty of us try some for a long time and you can't go around them or pretend they're not there or, but if you go through them and you experience them in a safe way with supports in place, then you can go through the other side and be stronger and, you know, know how resilient you actually are and how, you know, much courage you have and kind of take that into the next step or the rest of your life. Yeah. And this leads perfectly into just talking about coping mechanisms when it comes to feeling these feelings. And like we said, I've personally had this going on. Maybe you do if you're listening, maybe your sister does, or maybe you know someone who has like a heightened experience when it comes to like depression, anxiety, and any sort of like mental health diagnosis. But as far as like coping mechanisms, I love talking to Ashley about this because she is so great about helping women cope in a way that I don't want to say that like medication isn't something that can be helpful and that those are types of things that we all have different experiences with and that that could be something that with help of a doctor is something that's thrown in the mix, but you also bring in other things and you do a really great job of helping people move from the bad coping mechanisms, which For women listening to this podcast, food and alcohol and not sleeping enough, these poor like coping mechanisms as far as like dealing with these types of feelings. And I always talk about being damn happy and being damn healthy and how we know that that isn't just to do with exercise. It's not just to do with eating a healthy diet. It's like so much more than that. And oftentimes when we're in a rut or when we're in an off season or when we're in that all or nothing mindset when it comes to our health and fitness, it can be usually triggered by something like anxiety or something like that feeling of overwhelm in your life. So as far as coping mechanisms go, Ashley, like what are some ways in which you would tell someone to to move from the bad and over to the good when it comes to like coping with things like this? You know, I really like to just get rid of those words, bad and good altogether, to be honest, you know, and I really think it ties into riding the wave of the emotions, experiencing the emotions, everything that we do in response to a situation or an emotion or a trigger is a coping mechanism. Some of them are healthy and some of them Mm -hmm. aren't. Some of them are productive and some of them aren't. Mm -hmm. You know, there's obviously a wide array of coping mechanisms, right? There's, you know, zoning out and watching trashy TV or filling your brain with social media. Like those things, probably not super helpful. They usually lead to comparison and judgment and all of that stuff. And, you know, there's other ones that maybe are a little bit more gray, but then there's also productive coping mechanisms that kind of help you 
live the life that you want to live or help you be more of the person that you want to be. And, you know, I always kind of start with women and focusing on what I call the four pillars of wellness, but really looking at sleep hygiene, how we're fueling our body, how we're moving and how we're managing our emotional wellness and kind of those things being at the core of everything. And then always Mm -hmm. In, in whatever we decide to do, you know, cause it's always personalized, you know, different stages of our lives. It's going to look different, different personalities. It's going to look different. So I can't be like, here's a list of coping mechanisms, of yep. course, but mm-hmm. personalized for each person, but always kind of looking at asking ourselves the question of like, is this leading to the person that we want to be, or is it leading away from? That's such a good question. That's so good. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's super helpful. Mm-hmm. And you know, like obviously there's times that you're like sitting in front of the TV and maybe you got, I don't know, like a big old carton of ice cream. Like ice cream's not my jam, potato chips are. But <laughs> same. So you're sitting there and you're like, is this helpful right now? Like, no, but I'm gonna do it anyways. And like, that's okay. But owning that and acknowledging that mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah. and. I love that you, we can't always be perfect. And I like preach that all the time. I'm like, if you're perfect, then you're going to end up miserable on one or the other end of this. Like, it's just, it stimulates that all or nothing behavior when you're trying to be so, so perfect. Mm So I first love that question. Is this like helpful or is this healthful to me? Like, is this something that's moving me forward or keeping me where I'm at or even pushing me further back? And I think that one thing that I sometimes, and I I think back to this, I posted about this on Instagram not that long ago and I was talking about having like a higher like anxiety day or having like a just overwhelmed sort of day and then coping, I guess you could say, by just like sitting on the couch And for me, as like a hyper productive person sometimes, like I sit on the couch and I have this immediate feeling of guilt. And it's like, I should be doing this, 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 and this. Should I be doing something more productive now? Why am I sitting here? Like maybe I should be doing the dishes. Maybe I should be doing laundry. Maybe I should be going for a walk, like having all of these thoughts. But I love that you brought up the importance of recognizing how you're feeling or recognizing that, hey, like, maybe this isn't the most productive task or maybe this isn't necessarily like making me better, but admitting it is like admitting, admitting how you're feeling is, is like a win in itself. Yes. And totally like there are some days I'm really big on like my morning routine and how I start my day and what that looks like. And, you know, part of that is meditation and movement. And some days when I ask myself that question of like, do I have to get out of bed today? Like, do I have to peel myself out of bed? Some days the answer is no. And some days really Mm -hmm. what I need in that moment is to stay in bed. You know, if I'm rigid or kind of black and white about good, bad, then I'm like, I have to get out of bed. I have to do my morning routine. I have to work out. And at the end of the day, maybe in that moment, that's not what I need. And so letting some of that rigidity Mm -hmm. go and really focusing in on like, okay, like what do I need right now? What's best for me right now? Well, right now rest is best for me and that's okay. But being okay with that, like that's Mm -hmm. part of that ownership, right? Of like, no, I'm going to sit on this couch and I'm going to be okay with not doing all the things right now, because guess what? They're going to be there later. (laughs) 
y'all taking a quick mid-episode break to give a shout out to one of our Damn Happy, Damn Healthy members per usual. Today, I want to shout out Samantha, someone who has been in the membership since the very beginning, and I am so excited to shout out this woman because she is someone who's just taken this lifestyle and run with it. Here's what Sam has to say about Damn Happy, Damn Healthy. I couldn't tell you enough about how much I have gained from this membership. I have always felt I knew how to work out and felt comfortable in the gym, but I never felt like I was challenging myself enough. DHDH has given me just that, a challenge. Chelsea pushes me and motivates me each and every day. I look forward to every workout, and by the end of it, I feel damn good. The whole point of it, right? Feeling good about your health, your mind, and your body. Sam, we are so proud to call you a member of our Damn Happy, Damn Healthy community, and we wish you all the best as you strive for your damn happy, damn healthy self. If this resonates with you or if you're looking for a challenge in the gym or just looking for a community to lean on, look no further than the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy Fitness membership. If you're listening today, we have a special offer for a seven-day free trial inside Damn Happy, Damn Healthy linked in the show notes for you. We want you to be able to try out this community, to try out these workshops, Workouts to try out this membership, no strings attached. Click the link in the show notes to try out this membership and this community for seven days free. Yeah, and that's something I need to work on, y'all. I'm admitting it that like being okay <laughs> with does. yes, and just understanding that there are many ways to serve yourself as far as like your health and wellness goes, and it's so not black and white. Like it looks totally mm-hmm. different for every single person but on every single day for every person. Yeah. (laughs) And depending, like, I mean, little things, like depending on where I am in my cycle, the answer might be different, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Depending on how many other things I've had to deal with that day, the answer might be Mm -hmm. different. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, depending on how much sleep I got, like, did I get woken up 85 times between my dog and my child? Well, then the answer is going to be yes, keep sleeping. Yes. Because that is Mm -hmm. what I need, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that, It's so interesting to talk about this because I think one of the things that I'm experiencing right now personally is how that's going to change for me in stages of life. I think we get so stuck in like, oh, I've got this figured out, have a routine, it's down. And like you were talking about your morning routine. I I like relate to that so much right now because I'm like going through now newly pregnant and I'm on like a new like journey here. And I used to be that hyper productive morning yep. routine type person. And that's just not my life right now. <laughs> it's just like not my life right now. And In the beginning, I had a really hard time with that, trying to figure out like, how am I gonna make this work? I need my day to look exactly how it, if I want to be successful or if I want to be quote unquote healthy, like things need to look the same as when I had things in check. Now I'm realizing, realized very quickly that like things are not gonna look the same (laughs) And, and that's okay. And how it's going to just ebb and flow for all of us throughout life's phases. And that's such a perfect example because it's really about just like honoring what you need. Like you said, in this season, like you're making a baby inside your body. (laughs) Like that's pretty damn powerful. (laughs) Like it's a superpower. I mean, that's what I say, but you know, it like you need more rest period. And it honoring that and being okay with that looking different. And you're right. It Mm -hmm. is that, you know, if we've defined success as looking a certain way or doing a certain thing or being in a certain routine, then it is about kind of challenging those definitions and 
and that's a whole nother topic, but yeah, that's. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that you brought that up. I'm working with this mentor right now. I was like feeling just like so not productive in the business world. And I'm like, I'm struggling to even function as a person day to day. (laughs) I'm like, this makes me have a lot of feelings come up as far as guilt goes with my business. Like I should be getting more done. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And he's like, Chelsea, like you need to real. And this is a man saying this. So super impressive. But he's like, Chelsea, you need to realize you're doing a lot. He's like, you might not realize it, but you're growing a human. (laughs) He's like, that is a lot. Like that takes a lot of energy. And he's like, I don't want you to think you're doing nothing. He's like, that thought in itself needs to disappear. And I'm like, you're right. I am doing a lot. And just that shift in perspective, as far as like my life and my routine and how I feel from like a mental health standpoint. And another thing, like we're just on a tangent, but I'm going to keep rolling with it. (laughs) But um, I've been going to, by this time, I had a pregnancy kind of like update podcast release. And if you guys listen to that, you know that like it's been a little bit of an interesting journey these first few weeks. And Ashley knows that as well too. And so I've been to several appointments with my doctor and with ultrasound techs and just so on and so forth. And every single time they ask you, which I'm assuming that if you've been pregnant Mm -hmm. or if you are a mom, you know this, they ask you like, are you feeling any feelings of anxiety, depression, so on and so forth, which the more and more I think about that, like that question is so relevant in a time where your life has pretty much just been flipped upside down. And for me, things have been good and I've been able to know and recognize that like, hey, it's a new phase of life. Hey, it's a new way of doing things and I've got to figure out what works in this phase and figure out what works for me as far as like not feeling anxious. Anxiety is the biggest symptom that comes up for me as far as my mental health goes. And so this is helpful to just talk it out and talk about that stuff because things change so much. It's like things ebb and flow and how do we even, we can't get stuck on like there's one way to do things or one way to feel or one way to cope. And I think that it's interesting you that you say that and you use that example because I think that you know, having that, that reason or that justification for yourself actually makes it almost a little bit easier of like, no, I am pregnant. Like I was told to do this. Like I am like, this is why I'm working the way I am right now. And for a lot of women, this kind of bubbles up. And if they don't have a reason or a justification, we can be really, really hard on ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, like honoring that it of like, you know what, there, there's always something, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be as big and as life altering as being pregnant and having a child. Like, you know, there's, there's big things like job changes and children and, you know, logistical issues, divorces, marriages, like all of that stuff. But there's also a lot of other little things that shifts our lives pretty radically. And we don't, you know, give ourselves enough credit for being able to adjust so seamlessly and so beautifully and like just adapt and keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's pretty powerful. Like, what do you think about it? I, I, and you know this about me, Chelsea, but I am very, very, focused or good at like identifying all the wonderful things about women and or the women I work with and I'm Mm -hmm. constantly like but what like you're amazing what are you talking about and Uh people look at me and I'm like just never mind just believe me now like we'll get to it (laughs) yes 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 so 
for that woman, and I thank you for bringing this up because I think that's something in my like past journey with the anxiety, like that's exactly what I experienced. And I wouldn't know like what to call. You put the words in my mouth for me there. That idea of experiencing these feelings, experiencing these symptoms and not knowing what to call it or not feeling like it's justified because there isn't like some onset reason for it happening. It's just something that you're feeling and it's like, I don't have an explanation for it. What's my explanation? So for a woman who I know by the time you're talking to someone, someone has reached out But for a woman who's like maybe listening and she's like, that's me. Like I'm feeling those feelings. I know the word simple for lack of a better word because I know nothing in this this world is in this mental health and wellness world is quote unquote simple. But if you were talking to that woman, like what would you say to her? How would you tell her it's okay or like here are some next steps or here are some ways to like seek support or even like here are some ways that you can do some self-help some self-care to kind of alleviate those feelings oh so many things right like and I know there's not a simple answer to this like that's why I'm like I shouldn't have said simple but no you know honestly though like the word simple or the word basic like I don't think it's that far off I know it seems big and it seems overwhelming and it's conceived like this huge barrier you know in our lives or this huge disruption but If we slow down and we focus on the basics, the simple Mm -hmm. things, and really start to get to know ourselves and honor ourselves, it doesn't have to be as complicated as we make it in our heads. And like, that's the tricky part. And, you know, typically, and obviously this is a huge stereotype, but typically as women, we are huge overthinkers and huge planners and huge what ifers. That's, you know, like thinking of all the possible scenarios that might happen if we do this. Totally. Yeah. That's me. (laughs) That's what I always look at. I'm like, yeah, you got the what ifs going? (laughs) Like, okay. And I can go from zero to 60 in, you know, five seconds flat. Like I will tell you doomsday from a nice day on the beach. I can do it. Like I'm good at it. Like, let's go. But you know, and those things, if we kind of slow down and we stop all of those thoughts that are racing in our head and go back to the basics, a good thing for women to work on outside of reaching out and getting support. Cause I think that, you know, we talked about just speaking, it can be helpful. It can be a group of girlfriends. It can be a family member. It can be a a coach. It can be a group. It can be whatever for support. But if you want to start working that you know, on that kind of stuff on your own, a really good place to start. I am a huge journaling. I don't know what the right word is, but person, like I love journaling. Mm -hmm. And for me, the reason I love journaling so much is I think for a lot of us, it gets us out of our heads. It gets what's in our heads down Mm -hmm. on paper Mm -hmm. and gets it out. So it's not flying around, bouncing off the walls all the time. Um, And I know Chelsea can see me, you Mm -hmm. guys can't, but my hands are like flying all over the place. Like, and that's how a lot of women feel. They feel like all (laughs) frantic all the time. And if you can start a practice of journaling every day and, you know, just kind of dumping some stuff out and, you know, stopping after a certain amount of time. I often recommend clients setting a timer to dump stuff. You know, maybe it's five minutes and mm-hmm. just for five minutes, right? All the the crap that you've been thinking all day long, just write free flow, write it, like all the ideas, all the what ifs, write them down, timer goes off, stop, take some breaths and then focus on the more positive. Like, what did I do well today? What was I really proud of? Mm-hmm. What can I be grateful mm-hmm. for today? Um, you know, what kind of love and support did I give? What kind of love and support did I receive? 
And if you can shift that mindset and just constantly practice that shift, it can really go a long ways in making it simpler and clearing out all of that stuff that's flying around in there and mm-hmm. slow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. It reminds me what you just said. I don't know if you've read Super Attractor. Have you read that book? Or maybe, uh, yes. no, you, yeah, yeah. okay, so we've talked about it, I think. And it reminds me of Gabby, Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein. It reminds me of yep. her choose again method. And she does this through journaling. So I could not agree with the journaling thing more. And I think clients and people that I've talked to about journaling, yep. they're like, well, what do I write? And I'm like, what do you do? And I always like to tell people like, there is no right or wrong way to journal. Like you literally just write what you feel like and I always say like if you need some sort of like guide start with three things you're grateful for and then brain dump like that's like the easiest and just like go from there but Gabby Bernstein very similar to how you were yours is a little bit different but she always says where you have like a bad thought and then you take that bad thought and you turn it into a positive like what's the most positive thing that can come out of this situation so you're feeling a certain way or a letting yourself sit in a certain way like certain feelings and then you choose again essentially like I'm feeling this way but I'm also recognizing that I feel this way and she makes that piece very important I recognize that I feel this way but I'm going to choose choose to feel differently and that related to that for me yeah yeah mm-hmm. I think she says this too but this came up actually one of my guest speakers in my membership of someone had said yeah that's a great idea in theory but it feels artificial like it feels fake mm-hmm. and so I think she reckon or she recognizes this and puts it in her book too but even if you can choose something neutral It can be Mm -hmm. grounding, like, you know, all the way from horrible to, you know, unicorns and rainbows, maybe that's not realistic and it feels super fake, but even to like, it's okay. Like I, this is a horrible, terrible day and it might not get to my best version, but it's going, I'm going to get through this, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. trying a way to neutralize it a little bit can be helpful too, for people who are like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to go all the way to that positive side yet. (laughs) Yeah. And she does say that. I'm glad you brought that up because she always says whatever your choose again thought is has to be something you believe. So it's like if you don't believe it and you're just saying it to say it like and it feels like it's just completely impossible, then you're like defeating the purpose. Like it's not. But choosing something that like you can wholeheartedly believe. And I love that you say that. Like we were saying earlier in this episode, you guys, even just admitting how you're feeling and being okay with it or telling yourself it's okay to feel this way is enough. That's plenty. That that recognition alone is plenty. In my personal experience with anxiety, I had a blow up. I was very anxious, very anxious. I like look back now like throughout my life and I'm like, wow, I've always been an anxious person. I just didn't recognize it as that. And I don't know why, like I can't pinpoint ever thinking you're feeling this way, like push it down, push it down. But I look back and I've always been an anxious person. You know what? That actually comes up a lot. And I really believe that for women and I I am the same way, like it's definitely shifted in the last several years, but I think Mm -hmm. like we're just so used to running on such a high speed that it just seems normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, yeah, exactly. It was my normal. And Mm -hmm. then I had like a blow up, like a a panic attack. That's what I would describe it as. Panic attack. 
and then of course sought out care and went to the doctor and talked to people about it and was really like coming to terms with like okay what what do I need to do in order to like cope with this and feel good and and so now I would say I'm like the happiest the most confident I'm like thriving more than ever in my life but now one, I've identified how I can cope, what works really well for me, what helps me thrive. I'm not saying that I still don't have anxiety or I still don't have anxious thoughts or feelings or that's all still there. But one, I have healthy coping mechanisms. I have the not so healthy ones too, you guys. <laughs> like I'm human. <laughs> Going back to that, you don't have to be perfect. But I think one of the biggest things for me is admitting or recognizing those anxious behaviors in those moments not necessarily going crazy or feeling like, okay, like I'm feeling anxious, I'm gonna go meditate for 20 minutes. And it's not even necessarily like I need to do that or I need to snap right out of it. It's more so like, hey, saying to my husband, I'm having a more anxious day. I just need to chill. I just need to be me, <laughs> like do me. <laughs> like things like just that simple thought or that simple admittance that I'm feeling that way is like so powerful, so, so powerful. That's exactly like, that's that going through it. It's honoring and mm -hmm. being like, it's okay. Like I'm anx more anxious some days than others. Like it's fine. Like I know how mm -hmm. to do this. I think another thing, and I don't know if this speaks to you or not, but what I, from what I know about you is that you're very aligned with what your priorities and what your values are. And you mm -hmm. live your life according to those. And I think that alignment with those things can be a really powerful thing for women, for people in general to help them mm -hmm. be okay with the times that we're anxious and not make it bigger than it needs to be, if that makes sense. Not trying to minimize yeah. it at all. Totally. But I think that alignment with priorities and values can be a really, really great place for people to kind of start and get curious about. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Gosh, I think we could talk for hours. <laughs> like, Probably. I'm like, we could keep going on and on and on and on. I think that this has been so helpful. So you guys, as you're like listening to this, I think like biggest takeaways for me is just that whole idea of remembering that we're all going through something and like our journeys look different and our coping looks different. And there are things that we can do to support ourselves in like the simplest way. Like it doesn't always have to mean like you're reaching out to a therapist. If you feel pulled, like after hearing Ashley talk here and hearing what she does for women, like if you feel pulled to like reach out to someone or of course feel connected to Ashley, we're going to include all of her information below, but, and have her tell mm -hmm. us about that here at the end. But just recognizing that we're not in this alone. I think that's the biggest thing. And I love being able to like talk about this and put it out like on a like a right. public setting yep. because I think that helps helps women realize that there's so many of us. Even someone who is a therapist is sitting here like admitting to like having anxious feelings and thoughts and like that I think that just like totally. normalizing it. And it is, it's everyone experiences it. It just looks different. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's the, the people that say they don't experience anything and it's perfect that you kind of get curious <laughs> about like, oh man. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I agree. So as I wrap this up, 
if you guys are regular listeners, you know I always ask this question to my guests. So I want to know from start to finish, Ashley, what would be your most damn happy, damn healthy day? And this is just a fun question. Like it can be whatever you want it to be. (laughs) So tell us a little bit and it kind of lets us learn a little bit about you and your personal life and just kind of a fun way to kind of wrap things up. I actually, when you sent me this question, when we were getting ready for this, I kind of chuckled to myself and smiled and like just this amazing sense of like joy kind of came over me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have worked really hard in the last half a decade to align with that damn happy, damn healthy self every day. And I always tell people like, be it till you believe it. So like live that day Mm -hmm. over and over Mm -hmm. and over again until you just are that thing, you know, are that thing that you want to be. And my day, my ideal day, um, (laughs) and I laugh, my husband is so opposite me. So he'd be like, oh my God, that sounds horrible. Um, (laughs) But would probably be like staying in bed (laughs) and getting cozy and looking at out in nature. I'm huge in nature. Like I love being outside. I love doing all the things in all the weather outside. And so spending time outside with my family, you know, going on adventures is what my son and I like to call them. And, you know, just really Mm -hmm. being present with those connections and that joy. And I'd probably wrap the day up with a book and some tea. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it sounds perfect. It sounds so perfect. And I love asking this question because while like you could go to like the most extravagant places with this question, most of my guests keep it pretty like pretty simple and it it really makes me smile because it's like that heightened focus on like the simple joys in life you know like we can Mm -hmm. find happiness we can feel healthy we can feel like we're thriving even with like the simplest joy and you know what like going a little rogue here on your podcast chelsea but no that's okay it would be great like just talking about what can people do on their own if for anyone listening to this to answer that question for yourself And then ask yourself why you're not living that way or why you're not aligning with that more because that is a Mm -hmm. really great place to start. No, that, and that takes things full circle here. I mean, that kind of like helps, helps us all like re reconfigure. And like Ashley was saying about me, like finding that alignment in your life and Mm -hmm. figuring out where your values really sit and where your priorities really stand. And like asking yourself, like, why isn't the life I'm living right now? in alignment with those things. So I think that that's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. so everybody, if you haven't already thought about this, and we would love if you'd share with us what your most damn happy, damn healthy moment is or day, then tag both Ashley and I. So as we wrap this up, last thing we're gonna do is tell us where we can find you. And you guys, I'll be sure to tag all of this in the show notes. I know you have a Facebook community. I know you're on Instagram. Tell us all the things as far as like how someone can like reach out and and connect with you. Yep. So on Instagram, I'm at living mindfully whole. And then on Facebook, Ashley Mitchell. And then my women's community is living mindfully whole uh, women's wellness community. Awesome. Um, And I'll give you the actual, I think that's close enough, but I'll give it to you so you can link it. But Okay, sounds good. We will link all of that, you guys. And if you want to connect with Ashley, be sure to send her a message. She's incredible. And she is just creating a really safe space for women to feel comfortable and like they have like a place to just be and cope and seek support as far as like this mental health world goes. So definitely connect. So 
I can't thank you enough for having this conversation. I feel like we're going to have to have you back because we could have kept talking and we'll, I'm sure we'll have you back because we could keep going and going and going. Um, <laughs> but thanks again. We loved having you here and you guys, we will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. Share some love for today's episode with a rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget, take a screenshot of this episode for your Instagram. Tag me at Chelsea Caller and tell me your fave takeaway. I'll be talking to you again real soon, girlfriend. But until then, be damn happy and damn healthy.